Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Sense Episode 271, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm here. I got my big orange Texaco cup. It's full of water, it's full of good hydration, and I'm fired up for the show because it's going to be a good one. I got my buddy Eric here with me, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master of Third Shift. He's got his cheapo, like, 90-cent water. like My drinking water. What you talk about? My drinking water. Mm. You buy it in, like, a pallet so mm-hmm. that it averages out to 75 cents a bottle and it's crinkly and it's crackly and he's hydrated too because he's pumped for the show because he can't wait to tell you about all kinds of glorious things so we're gonna throw it to him right away like we always do buddy eric my dear friend how was your week this week it's been a week it's been a week it's not a great week it's not a bad week it's been an in-between week everybody I can't. I had such a pumped intro you gotta have you gotta be pumped up eric come on oh i gotta bring it up Hey yo! Hey everybody! Yay. Tell me, tell me this. Tell me I'm not crazy, cause you know I am. Let me tell you about this. I've been playing this game. You all know the game. Let me get my flute out. Tales of Arise. I've been in it, and you know what I've been telling you? I've been aggravated, been crazy. I've been wanting to finish this game. It's a great game, but blah 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 blah. Here's where the problem comes in, because I got problems. I got problems. Something's wrong with me. It's not you, it's me. Isn't that the classic date thing? It's, it's, that's it, yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm at the point where I can beat this game. I'm at the last boss. At the last boss. And I am well prepared. I am overpowered. But I don't do it. I went instead this whole week. I said, oh, man, gee, golly, Jiller's old big bugaboogaboo. I'm at the last boss. Maybe I should go do those four super dungeons or whatever they are. Let's go do that first, because I bet you're going to get some armor and weapons that are going to make you even stronger. So I go grind through all those but one, which kicked my butt. Got all the extra stuff. Didn't really, you know, didn't change much. I leveled up a couple times. Cool. And then I went, man, God, gee, Lewiller, if I have like 14 more conversations, I'm going to get a trophy. Let's, let's make that work. I had 14 more negotiations. I got a trophy, Matt. Yay! Hey, golly gee willigers, if you just find all the fish, you get another trophy. Man, how do I find all the fish? Well, you got that master fishing guy because you did the one quest to get it. I went to every fish spot. I fished everything. Got the super fishing guy. I got that trophy and I went, look at that. Trophies popping. Man. Hey, Eric, if you max out all of your, uh, you know, your fellow Yahoo's little character routes, you know, get all their little camping things done and whatever and make them like you, you'll get another trophy. You're right. Let's do that. Camp, 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 grind, camp, 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 grind, 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 camp, camp, camp. Man, everybody loves me. Another trophy, Matt. Woohoo! Look at me go. I'm so special. Oh, hey, what's this other trophy? Hmm. What's this say? Uh, if I get 70 subquests done, oh, yeah, 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 I can do that. I mean, I've done all of them. Search, 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 quest, 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 Yeah, ha I got a trophy, man. Yahoo, yeehaw, skippity-doo. Now, mind you, I've told you this, but I'll tell the audience. There's this trophy I've known about this entire time, which is stopping you from getting the platinum, because you have to get all trophies to get the platinum. 
get your character to level 100. Okay? Well, you know, I've seen that before. I've put 70 hours in this game. I'm at 56 or 57. Okay. Which means I'm probably going to have to grind for about 30 to 40 more hours. And then I can get level 100. Why am I doing any of this? I'm not going to get to level 100. It's not, period, going to happen. And yet, Matt, I've spent the week doing all these dumb side things, getting all these trophies that don't mean anything because I cannot get the platinum because I do not have time to grind like I did in Dragon Quest, which then got deleted and I lost everything and I didn't even get the platinum because I had to go finish the alien boss, which I didn't because I lost my stuff. It was so sad. Here's why it's important, Eric. I have a platinum in Uh Ghost of Tsushima, except I don't because the one trophy is the one trophy I can never get. So that's why you're doing it because you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna be the same boat as me. You're gonna have the same conversation. Well, I platinumed Tales of Arise, but I didn't really because there was this one BS trophy that it, that would have taken silly. me too long. I just can't do it. So that's why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with nothing being wrong obsessed with and being a crazy person. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with just scratching that itch until your skin falls off. Everything's fine. It's Thank fine. You. And but it, it should tell you all something. That I would not do this for a game that I wasn't actually really the hell enjoying. All right, you should know me by now if you're listening to this show. At this point in time, I'm not going to play a game like this and do stupid trophies for no reason, unless I really enjoy the game. So I enjoy this game. There you go. You have it. But I I do realize also I have to stop. I got to finish this game. It has to be done. There's a couple trophies that I have not accomplished besides that 100 trophy. And I have to cut it off here. I have to. It's not going to happen. Don't spend another 20 hours in the game. Go finish it. Enjoy your ending. You did really well. You got a lot of trophies. That's it. That's what needs to happen. So I wanted to come on here tonight and be like, hey, I beat Tales of Rise. We're moving on. We're getting back to Persona 5 Strikers. It didn't happen, though, because I got obsessed with these trophies that were so near and dear, so close that I had to just do it. I had to do it. So I spent my week finishing those up. And besides that, I spent time doing something which I've talked with Matt about also, but I'll say this. I enjoy the hell out of playing Diablo 2 Resurrection. I love it. It's like that uh, that crack, you know, that chicken crack. You got to get in there, you got to play. But I also realized it's going nowhere. I've played this game extensively. I've beaten this game a million times. I've farmed it. I I used to be a master of this game. There's nothing in this game that's for me to do. I've done it all. But yet I find myself playing with my buddy Shay, just having a great time, having a good old time, playing, laughing, scaling up, getting getting some of the legendaries, farming certain characters, doing this and doing that, and enjoying the hell out of it. Which is what you're supposed to do when you play video games. You're supposed to enjoy them. But there's always that part of my my mind that's like, no. What are you doing? You have all these games you haven't finished. All this stuff you need to be doing. And you're just playing this game you have beat the hell out of. Over and over and over again. So it's very conflicting. Because I love playing it. Whenever Shay's like, get on Eric. I'm like, yeah, oh, yes sir, let's do this. Yeah. And then two hours just whoo, right on by. But then afterwards I go, 
Oh man, you that was great. But I really should have done something else. Why did I do that? No, I've been conflicted. This whole time you were talking about that, I was like, I have a theory. And I know what I'm going to say is right, but I don't know if I should say it because I don't want you to get mad at me. It's you, you've, you've become your wife too much. You went and saw a movie. You could have been re-shingling the whole roof. You could have been tearing this wall off of the house and putting a new wall up. What's wrong with you? you so now when you productive. do have a great time, you go, oh, I had a great time, but man, I should have... I should have been doing something. I should have been Even productive. though you did do something. You had fun in a game, but because it's not progressing a, a progress bar far enough. Mm-hmm. That's that's the problem, Eric. You gotta get out of that. You gotta you got Diablo 2 has is is trying to pull out that old Eric that just has fun with games mm-hmm. and doesn't stress out about stuff and doesn't worry about progressing this and I got a list of things I gotta do and I, I gotta, gotta make get that sure list I've done. got those five lists done. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, remember your <laughs> single man days of playing Diablo 2. That's what video gaming is all about. And I suffer from the same thing too, but damn it, that's this is real life, Eric. This is what you're supposed to do in video games. Have a great time. Just have fun. And at the end of the day, go, yeah, I did it. What a fun time with my buddy. And then you dive into bed and you go, what a great night. You're right. You are 100% right. You know, we got to try to fix ourselves. We got to, we got to work on that. But of course, that is the gaming world. Those are the two games that I have played this week exclusively beyond that real life eh, nothing much happened y'all don't need to hear about it it's nothing special you know how the working nine to five job goes you know all about it matt what about you what the hell have you been doing well i'm gonna start off in the real world and say i went and saw last night in soho over the weekend which was hilarious because went into the theater you know got the popcorn got the snacks walking into the ticket taker dude and one of the dudes who like cleans up the theater who is there all the time he was like hey welcome back to the theater and i went hey thanks dude because i haven't seen him specifically in a couple weeks he goes oh here to see the eternals i reckon and i went nope i'm here to see the one showing of last night in soho and he went oh that actually sounds really cool. And the chick who was getting the popcorn was like, what movie are you seeing last night in Soho? Oh, I really want to see that. So I really wanted to see it. I really went and saw it. And it was a great time. I'm not going to spoil anything, even though the second trailer that they released with the girl voicing over the entire thing basically explains the entire thing, except for the twist. I mean, I guess that's a spoiler, but it's not. Of course, it's a twist. It's a mystery and things are happening and you got to find out what happened. So yeah, there's a twist, but I enjoyed it. A really fun show. And then, in the video game world, I was almost Eric. I was almost Eric, because I told you guys last week, I told the patrons on the What You Playing, I've been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon like an absolute fiend. Not even making progress, just having fun in that world and having fun in the combat system and doing all the stuff. As I was, I did progress the story a little bit, you know, here and there as I was going, and a new area unlocked. I walked around this area. And a pop-up came up. No, it was a message on the cell phone. It said, hey, Ichiban, have you heard about this crazy underground dungeon? You can go in there and fight some badass dudes and find some rare bosses and things. And I went, hell yes. And I ran over to the entrance. And I clicked on the entrance to go in, and it said, hey, be aware, you might be in here for quite a while. You might not be able to come back out right away. And I went, hell yeah. This is what I'm all about. I can't wait to do this from top to bottom and then get out and then go top to bottom again and then get out and then go top to bottom again and then maybe go to the other place and do this battle arena top to bottom and just have some fun. Woohoo! I can't wait. I started storming through there, kicking butt, kicking butt, taking names, taking names. 
opened up a chest, boom, a degenerate pops out. That happens every now and then. A little dude inside the chest, and he pops out, and he turns into a little, little, little mini-boss, and you fight him. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's this type of mini-boss. He's cool. He's like a shaman or a shaman. And he does attacks that are kind of weird, and he's like, curses you with a little nail, and then your character catches a cold. And then what's this? He pulled out like a devilish nail, and he drove it into the ground, and everybody died because it was an instant death attack on everybody. And I went, nope, I'm not doing this. And I ran to the end, and it went, hey, this seems to be the last boss area. Do you want to go in? And I thought to myself for two seconds, and I went, I really want to get that underground dungeon done, but I'm not going to go through that again, because instant death attacks on an entire party is where I say, no, sir, no, ma'am. And there is like one item that I got one of that prevents instant death attacks. I don't care. You can't. Final Fantasy X did the same thing. Oh, yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I said, no mas. I'm out of here. So I was out of there. I went up that tower. I fought that last boss. I kicked the ever-loving Christmas out of that boy. And I saw... What might be one of the greatest endings in all of the Yakuza universe? I mean, they've all been fantastic and wonderful in different ways, but this one was really emotional and very manly tearsy. And because it was a new character, you know, Kiryu is very stoic. Like, even when he's going through some stuff, he's got a stoic face or he gets, like, angry. Those are like the, you know, when he's sad, he still looks stoic. But this main character is so emotional and, you know, kind of over the top in other scenarios, but... Because this climax of the story was so emotional and him and this person he's interacting with, they knew each other from so long ago before he went to prison and now they're back and now these things are happening and this big, huge conflict is going on. I was shocked and amazed because not only was the story great and very emotional and very cool, but like the, you could see the pain in his face when he was doing this stuff and spoiler that I can't spoil, but he was pleading with this person to do something. And I went, God damn, I can see it and I can feel it. And it was really, really well done. And I won't spoil anything about it, but I was like, holy cow. That took me on an emotional roller coaster. And like I said, it was, it was performed well, it was acted well, and then it was modeled so well on his face and in his movements. And I just went, damn, awesome, fantastic. And then on the complete other emotional end of the spectrum, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, that <laughs> 2.0 update. It makes me so happy. Every single tiny thing in it is so much fun. It's so cute. I can't wait every night to come home and go on my little island boat trip with Cap'n and have him sing the little songs that he sings to and from the island. And even though some of the songs repeat, I don't care because it's just a... You're just chilling on the water and the weather is slowly turning to the weather of the island you're going to or the island you're going home to. And it's just a, a chill, sweet, pleasant time. And then I go to Brewster's Roost and have him make me coffee in like the most... And it's it's so weird because, you know, it's an Animal Crossing character. He's a big pigeon, essentially. So he's got these big wings and he's doing stuff. But when he makes that coffee... He makes it and serves it to you in like that super high-end bartender way. Like it's, you know, he puts it down on the table and then pushes it across to you. And when you finish it, he kind of pulls it back and then scoops it up. Uh -huh. And I'm like, man, just once I want to go to some high-end coffee bar and have it served to me out of this weird coffee contraption because there's always one at a fancy coffee place. And then have it served to me with as much care as this cartoon felt pigeon 
does in Animal Crossing. It's weird, but it's like that moment of zen. I get in, I come home, I play Animal Crossing, it makes me happy. I go to the roost, I drink some coffee, and it's just like chill, zen, and just, oh, it's just perfect. And I love it. I was just going to say, it is perfect, and I wish we could experience it someday. But, you know, in Michigan, this is not going to happen, Matt. I was going to say, there are a couple, like, you know, hipster coffee bars or, like, fancy coffee places, but I don't feel like they would have, like, the classy ambiance mm-hmm. of, like, you know, that, that gentle pour and the gentle push over to you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. But then today... I went on my Xbox, and I was like, what do I want to play? Because last night I did play some of Scarlet Nexus, got back into that, and it is still a lot of fun, and I still enjoy the combat system, but fast-action combat wasn't what my heart needed that night. So I went, what, what am I going to do today? And I looked at my list of games, and I went, man, you know, all of these sound good, but nothing's hitting the spot. I, I know what I'll do. I haven't checked Game Pass in a while, probably in three weeks. What's new on Games Pass? There'll be something out there. And I clicked on Games Pass, and I saw one thing, which I won't go into now because I'll go into it later, but right next to it, there was a cartoon picture of a girl, and she's leaning over like this, and she was holding on to her sunglasses, and she had her tongue out like that. And I went, no way. The Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition is out now. There's mm-hmm. no way. And no there's way. no way. There is a way. That my favorite one, San Andreas, one of my favorite open world games of all time, check the Patreon, patreon.com slash thirdshiftme, is on here on Games Pass for free, standalone. Instantly downloaded it, instantly started playing it. It's so weird, though, because it's almost like Diablo 2 Remastered. Like, this is how I remember it looking even though I know it's not, Mm -hmm. because some of it is so beautiful. Like the scenery, the cars, the the cityscape, it's so well done. But then the characters, like the rigging of them is so jankety and weird sometimes. I'm looking at it like, I mean, I guess this is it. I mean, I know they were jankety before, but because everything was jankety, I didn't notice. And now everything's cleaned up and the characters look good, but they still... Like their shoulders, like mm-hmm. are very strange and very weird. <laughs> when you go to the pizza and the rider tries to rob the pizza place, his shoulder like comes out of joint and up as he's trying to hold his gun sideways. It's beautifully ridiculous. Which as you do, yeah. But man, just riding around in that car, listening to Snoop Dogg on the radio as Ryder's telling you whatever he's talking about, and Big Smoke is there and Sweet is there. I was transported. Whew, right back to that first day of playing. And I went, I can't wait. I can't wait to play this more and unlock all the stuff. I can't wait to find the barber that has CJ's hair. I can't wait to find the clothing shop that has CJ's clothing. I can't wait to find the joke mask because that's what he wears all the time. That's what CJ looks like. I can't wait to unlock the gym so CJ can be buff so he looks like he's supposed to look like he did for all those years All those years ago, it put me right back in the sweet spot. I was in the pocket. I was at home. And I went, man, I just want to play this all night and not even do the podcast. But I saw this other thing that I'm going to talk about later and I'm excited for and excited to talk about here in the podcast. So that was my week. What a great week. I can't believe it. That is an amazing week. I will tell you this. You're wrong. San Andreas is not where it's at. Vice City is where it's at. All right. If I'm going to get back in, we're going to get back in in Vice City because that is where the memories are made. I was in a place. This place was called Haiti. And that's when I played Vice City. I had such a good time. 
all my life, all my memories, they come from this specific spot, this specific place. So that for me is where the money meets the road, you know, and that's where it all goes. San Andreas was too much. I was like, this is where I started to fall out. I was like, eh, it's not for me. And then I've never played a Grand Theft Auto since. Just had to let that out there. I just had to say it. Well, I'm going to just say, San Andreas is where it got so weird that you could do whatever you wanted. Uh-huh. And that's what I needed and what I wanted in that game. Listen to the open world games, Shifter Monthly Topic, on the Patreon to know more. I got so weird in that game, you won't even believe it. You won't <laughs> believe it. So you got to drop, drop some money. Give us some money and check it out. Eric knows what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about because we already did it. It already happened. And like Matt said, hey, go give us a tip. Go throw us a buck and you might know what Matt's talking about and what I know as well. But of course, until that day, we've got some video game releases coming at you. Shotgun and a hot off the presses. And I'll go ahead and start it off with Shin Megami Tensei Five. You knew I was going to talk about it. You knew it was coming. It was inevitable. It's out as we speak for the entire world now. Okay, and it, hang on. I shouldn't say that because if Matt's like crazy and he gets this thing published and puts it out like in the next uh, couple hours, it won't be technically for the whole world now. And it's for Japan now, for the rest of the world, today, tomorrow, whatever. Okay, listen, November 12th for the rest of the world, November 11th for Japan. I don't know what Matt's going to do. I don't know. This was, again, one of those things where I knew it was out today, and and then I was scrolling through Twitter like five minutes before the show, and it went, T-minus six hours until Shin Megami Tensei Five goes live, and I went, I can't be wrong again. I was wrong last week. I won't stand for it this time. Mm -hmm. No, it's out. It's out. I don't care. It's out right now. He's saying it's out. that's, That's the official statement. Matt says it's out. Doesn't matter when it actually comes out for everybody else. Whenever Matt puts this up on Twitter. Twitter, and then I inherently either figure it out on Facebook or or it gets to be too many days and then I don't figure it out on Facebook. It doesn't matter. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. It doesn't matter. Here we go. Shin Megami Tensei 5. Man, it's out on Switch. I need everybody to go check this game out. We're going to talk about this later, so I'll say it right now. The reviews have been pretty positive altogether about this particular title. But there's been some issues with the way it's been compared, et cetera, et cetera, that have got people up in arms and everybody arguing and all sorts of craziness going on. Even with that, this game is sitting at like an 87%. I mean, you know, this is, it's a good game. It's an RPG. Hey, what is this game? Hmm. Hey, everybody, it's a game published and developed by Atlas. It's out right now on the Nintendo Switch and for the Nintendo Switch only. So if you want to play it on somewhere else, you ain't going to play it. It's a Japanese RPG. It's a very difficult RPG, mind you. This series goes way, 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 way back into the annals of time before probably a lot of you children were even playing video games and even understand what video games were. And I'm not being an asshole about that. I'm telling you the truth. It's, it's an old series. It's been around a long time. Now, what happened was Persona was a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei, which we'll get to talk about in a little bit. But I'm, I'm just letting you know, it came from it. <laughs> I'm on the internet, and I'm already fired up about he, look you at Matt, saying he, that. He How wasn't just saying say it. He's mad. He's already ready to go. But I just want to let you know, Persona did come from this particular series. 
which you'll find a lot of similarities to if you play both or if you play one and then go play this one, which I highly recommend. All right. This game takes place. Typical Tokyo student goes into class doing what they're supposed to do. Current day Tokyo. Everything's going just fine. Some friends convince them that it's a good idea to go do this. They go in this scary place. Things happen. All of a sudden, they find themselves waking up in a demon world where everything, the you know, post-apocalyptic, you know, overrun Tokyo's happened. They're going to die. Monsters, demons, more specifically, are around them. They're not going to make it. A character comes along and says, I'm going to help you. They fuse together. They become this being which shouldn't be. Not a human, not a demon, not an angel. Boom. Here they are. Now they can go ahead and fight the demons, do what they got to do. While you're doing that, you find your friends who are also with you in this, and you all decide you got to get back to the real world. You do so, but then you meet these forces that are unbeknownst to you, already in the know, angels, demons fighting each other. All this is going on, and you get sucked up into it all, and you now have to protect your world from angels and or demons jacking everything up, and you being this weird being that shouldn't exist has to ascend to godhood and change the fate of the world. There you go. That's the premise of this entire story. Now, here's where, as I've already said before, the wheels meet the road, Matt. This is where you're going to get addicted to this game, and I can't not play it. I can't not play it because we have both been Persona lovers. All right? I have never played a Shin Megami Tensei game in my life. I've always looked at them and said, that looks complicated, too difficult, don't really want to get invested in it. Sorry. Played Persona 5, went, this is the most epic game I've ever played in my life. Played Persona 4, went, this is also one of the most epic games of my life. Now I'm playing Persona 3, because why not? But one of the things I've loved about Persona was the demon fusion. Mm -hmm. Was taking your demons that you collect and turning them and changing it and getting it to where you have your persona being one of the most epic things in the entire world and nothing can stop you. But that was kind of like a side thing in Persona. Persona was always more about character development, you know, finding all your your number fives, which your persona levels, which all your friends, all that good stuff, uh, socialization, that and that, this and that. This game... Matt, is all about synergizing your demons, putting them together, making the best crew you can make with your demons so that you cannot be stopped by these extremely difficult bosses, extremely difficult fights, extremely difficult dungeons, and progressing through. The satisfaction of knowing that you are an RPG tactician, somebody who can handle business and know that you're going to get your head split open sometimes, but going, oh, look at that. I just needed this persona to have this particular skill set, and then I could have beat them without an issue. Going through, grinding, finding the specific demons you need, and then fusing them together to get the attributes you need to go beat said boss, (laughs) that sounds fantastic. That sounds wonderful to me, and I know it sounds wonderful to you, Matt. You know it sounds wonderful to me, because I love pulling those strings. Mm -hmm. This last time through Persona 5 Royal, I fused every single thing. I I pulled up fusion charts. I went through whole nights of playing it where I just fused the Personas and fused demons and went and got this other one to get on my team so I could just fuse another one so I could turn him into an item so I could get this so I could do the blah, 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 blah. I don't know how it got to be 
this way, because I have played some other Shin Megami Tensei games, like the the DS spinoffs where it was like a tactical RPG. Mm -hmm. And still, even in those, Fusing Demons was my favorite part. God, there's just something about it. When you do fuse that perfect thing, or you see another one, a a brand new one, and you have to have it. Or you see like your fusion thing and... And it's like, oh, the result is this shadow. And you know that's the shape of that other one you just saw out there. And you can't wait to get it to see all the stuff it does. To then see how you can transmute that into another cooler thing that can carry over its powers into it. I I don't want to be excited for this. because <laughs> You I've, need to I, be, though. I mean, everything, Matt, says this is going to be wonderful. And there, here's the kicker. All right. So while you're transmuting and fusing, fusing these demons, putting together the ultimate team, going through the stuff, getting these uh, the better gear, doing what you got to do, I will tell you, the story kicks forward real quick in the beginning. And from what all the reviewers are talking about, there's a huge lull for like 20 hours of you just kind of going through story, fusing demons, grinding out what you need to grind out. And then the story kicks back in. And it's all about light and dark, you know, angels, demons going off against each other and then your place in it all. Do you want to be good? Do you want to be bad? Do you want to get a mix of it? And then the implications that all means everything going down. It's it's really neat. It's really fun. If you like that, you're going to love it. But here's the thing is Persona has always been like a side. It's always been like sort of, Matt, with, with the whole demons. I'm getting about, fired up because you said that word again. I'm yeah. the internet. Look Listen, at me go. I know. Look at you go. Because it's always been about mostly your characters, you know, co- character interactions. And then you getting your 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 demons and et cetera, infusing those was a side thing. This game is entirely about you building a team of demons to battle everything else. And that, it just flipped my lid. I went, this is amazing. Because don't get me wrong, <laughs> I love Persona. I love that whole thing. But getting to have different demons on my team and then not only just building one demon up to have all the attributes I need, but getting like three demons with all sorts of different attributes to f- make sure I am compatible and able to defeat any scenario that comes against me, I am just stoked. Like ear to ear, I just feel like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. I'm all about it. I'm ready to go. Let's play this super difficult RPG and have some fun strategizing. And one of the things that got me was in the IGN review, which I'll get back to when we talk about the whole scandalous mayhem, the whole bit that I'm doing right now where I'm the internet, is they said, hey, not only can you just have your team, but then they said sometimes because you go into a whole new area and now all the the weaknesses and strengths are all different because it's this different area with different demons in it. But they said, oh, it also behooves you to have like a whole, not just a team, not just the three, but like a whole squadron that you can like pop in and out, bring mm-hmm. him up to the front because you know, this is the physical area. And oh my God, a Shikyoji just put him out there and he's just fine for the whole rest of the day. Not only making the one, not only making the three, but then incentivizing me to make an entire squad and just know that this is the nuke guy. This is the Psy guy. This is fire, this is ice, this is, you know, obviously when you can combo them up, obviously we'll do that. Mm -hmm. But just making a whole menagerie of demons and specking them all out, pulling all those strings, dotting the I's and crossing the T's on every single one of them, 
Man, I said I know, it before. It's gonna be great. I don't want to be hyped, but it's so it sounds like so much fun and so cool. But of Ugh. course, overall it incentivizes this is the first time Shimagami Tensei's been in like a 3D overall world. So you can explore all the nooks and crannies, and they implore you to do so by giving rewards and shrines that buff you up, buff your demons up, give you extra items, this and that. So you're gonna wanna be in there grinding. You're gonna be in there wanting to explore. I don't know. I don't know what's negative about this game. I I just can't wait to play it. I just need to play it <laughs> right now. <laughs> that dovetails perfectly into the part we were going to talk about later, but this is the only place we can talk about it. The internet outrage about all the reviews because every review I've read has been exactly what you said. This is so great. It's so phenomenal. It's so wonderful. Optimizing your demons and planning your strategy is so much fun. Going against these super tough enemies is so much fun. It's so cool and so great and so wonderful. I'm so hyped for it. I just miss the characters from Persona sometimes. But it's a wonderful game and it's great. I That's literally the IGN review mm-hmm. right there. And then they gave it an 8. And what is the word that comes after the number 8 if you're reading it on the website? Great. Great. It's a great game. And everyone on the internet, on Twitter and everywhere, says they're bashing the game for not being like Persona. They're trashing it because it's not like Persona. 8 out of 10, what the hell? But they called it great. They, If you read the review, every single thing about it, they love it. They just miss some of those deep character interactions. The character, the socialization, basically. That's it. That's it. And sure, some of the people on the internet, they are they are right. They just say, hey, this game isn't about that. But they didn't knock it two points because of that. Yeah, they didn't say it's got negative points. You're right. And even if they did, they knocked it down from the perfectest game in the world to an amazing game to a great game. It's great. They didn't knock it from an eight down to a four and say a bad or weak or whatever whatever that word is. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is because I know eight is great because it rhymes. When the reviews came out, I read the reviews. I went, that sounds awesome. And then I went on Twitter and the trending topic was Shin Megami Tensei Five, And I went, I can't wait to see how hyped and excited everyone is. And everyone was mad because it was great. Because the reviews all say, it's wonderful. Because of one line in a review... I miss some of my Persona characters. Everybody blew up and flew off the handle. I don't understand this world, Eric. What is what is this world? I don't get it. Okay. <clears throat> I don't understand it either, overall. So let me just be straight with you. Because you're exactly right. <laughs> like As I said before, these reviews for this particular title are very good. Very good to great, etc., etc. Just glowing. You should play this game. But I do understand. I do get it. Because we're in a world now where everybody, everybody, probably including us, I'm not going to disclude us, go, oh, man, no, that, you know, that RPG is great, but it doesn't compare to Persona 5. Oh, that open world's great, but, man, Breath of the Wild, wow. Oh, that game's challenging, but, man, Dark Souls. <laughs> it's like we've we've come into this zone where everything's measured off of the best RPG, Persona 5, the best open world, Breath of the Wild, the best challenging slash whatever action game you want to call it, Dark Souls. And it's not every game's trying to capture that. So stop taking 
it and throwing it into a mold and then pushing it against it and going, how does it compare to this mold that says this is what's supposed to be good or bad? Breath of the Wild's the best open world game in the world. Push it. Push this game against it. Ah, look, it doesn't fit. So it's not good because it ain't Breath of the Wild. And that's not fair because it didn't want to be Breath of the Wild. It wanted to be Far Cry 6 or it wanted to be whatever the freaking crap it wanted to be. Stop pushing it against the molds that you've set to make yourself easier or make give yourself a better time of reviewing or, or messing with a particular title. Now, I will say you do make a very valid point. I will counter it by saying, sure, they did talk about Persona here, but they didn't knock it. It was still great. Mm-hmm. Now, if they, if it was, hey, man, Persona 5 is so much better than this RPG. I don't know. It's just got turn-based stuff, and it's not much of a story, and the characters aren't that great. Four out of ten. Then that's a problem. The majority of the time, it's not really that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people only feel like it's that way when it's something they're super hyped for, and they don't like that they did cross that stream. It got crossed over. Yeah. I agree. And that's where the whole conundrum comes in this particular essence because most reviews have been glowing favorable for Shin Megami Tensei V. But you still got the Shin Megami Tensei V fans really pissed off because they keep comparing it to Persona, which is a, a ta- you know a side tangent from Shin Megami Tensei. So it's like on one end I see what they're saying, but on the other end it makes no sense because like you said, they're saying this game is awesome. What are you crying about? They're saying it's great. It's just they come from a different side of it where they were like big on the social aspects, big on the story, and Shimagame's all in on the, the strategic, you know, aspects of this, the battling, etc. Obviously, maybe I, I went in too deep on it, but if you are a hardcore Shimagami Tensei fan, and I don't mean this with any disrespect, you're a fan of a niche property. You're a niche audience. Exactly. So when people see like the the demons and the shadows and the personas that they know. I mean, most people are going to know that's Persona. They're not going to think of Shin Megami Tensei, even though that's where it came from. Like if you see like the angel sprite, if you saw a fan art of it, you uh-huh. think you, most people, because it's a bigger audience, it casted a wider net and had a, a bigger cultural or pop culture impact lately. That's what you're going to think of. So when people see it, I mean, we wondered aloud on the show, how much similarity is there? Is it totally different? Is there some social link stuff? Is there some of this? I don't know. I just feel like it's so weird to complain about comparing a very popular thing that shares a lot of aspects with this niche property. You know more people know that than this. So to have a comparison and get fired up about it, it just seems really strange to me. Yeah. I do ultimately think you should be happy. If you're part of the Shimigami Tensei fandom, yeah, and uh, everybody from the Persona fandom lately is trying this out, it's mm-hmm. like you got more people jumping in. You know, be excited. Hopefully, at least a quarter, maybe even half of those people enjoy the hell out of this, and all of a sudden, boom, your fandom's way bigger. The sales of this game end up way bigger, which means you get to get another Shimigami Tensei title instead of it dying out and Persona just taking over fully. And you never see Shin Megami Tensei again. It's kind of just like you said. They should be happy you have a big mainline release here because the last numbered release was over on the DS. So that was ages upon ages ago. And I'm sure there have been side story and spinoff things since the re-release of 4 as Apocalypse. So I know I, I get it. But it's just, here's a mainline entry. It's getting lots of 
big-time press. IGN covered it. All the big outlets are covering it. You should be happy they're covering it and giving it great scores, even if they do mention Persona sometimes. I don't know. It just seems like a good thing. It's getting big press. It's getting good press. Just be happy that it's being getting happy that. and being excited. Yeah, get in there and enjoy the hell out of the game. And the last thing I will state is I've hear I've heard from several sites, including IGN, uh, if you're coming in fresh to this and you are like from the Persona series or just from lighter end RPGs, know that this game is difficult. And if you don't want to have a difficult time, uh, play on easy mode. Easy mode, from what I hear, is more in tradition with what typical RPGs are. And then the normal mode is where you're going to actually have a very challenging time. And anything beyond that, you better have played these games or better have a deep understanding of what is going on with these very, very, very difficult RPGs. So just a heads up, if you're fresh, don't be afraid. Throw it on easy mode. Get in there. Have a blast. So you went super in-depth on that one. But I still have a release this week. And it's the thing that cheered me up when I went into the Games Pass and I went... What is this game? What is this game called One Step from Eden? There was like an anime kind of girl on the front, and I went, what is this? I don't know about it. And I went and I watched the trailer, and I my eyes bugged out of my head. I was going to say my brain exploded, but it didn't because I still had enough functionality to go over to it and hit the install button immediately. This is a game that released yesterday as we're recording this on the 10th of November on the Xbox. It's been out on PC and I believe Switch for about a year. But yesterday it came to Xbox, developed by Thomas Moon Kang, published by Humble Games. I was going to say stop me if you've heard this one before, but then I'm going to stop you immediately and add something onto it. Hey, you ever heard me talk about like a roguelite deck builder kind of game where oh, you're going man. down paths and it's kind of like oh. Slay the Spire? But then I'm going to stop you from stopping me by saying, hey, do you also remember those weird days like back in the day? When you would grab your Game Boy Advance, and you'd be like, man, I really need a game for Game Boy Advance. What's this? I used to be a big fan of Mega Man. What's Mega Man up to on the Game Boy Advance? Battle Network series. What's that about? And it was kind of a tactical RPG where you moved Mega Man around on a grid and you used abilities and you used spells. And, and I think at some point you even used cards to trigger those abilities and they would take up area on the other side. That's what this game is, except it's in real time, and it's super fast, and it's super bullet helly. You gotta watch a trailer for this game and see how fast and action-y it is, because you're moving around on a 4x4 grid on one side of the screen. Your enemies are all on a 4x4 grid on the other side of the screen. They're slinging spells and abilities and bullets at you. You're slinging them back at them. Once you beat them, you get the usual, hey, you won the battle. Here are three cards or abilities that you can grab up. And now those go in your deck, which randomly shuffles through as you're fighting, as you're throwing out these abilities that have different ranges, have different attack animations. Maybe a, a little grenade thing flies up and it hits the center of their board and then it starts radiating out through all the rest of it. And then the enemies are doing the same thing to you. So you're watching your board to make sure you can move out of the ranges of attack of all these cool abilities they're throwing at you. You're watching their side of the board to know when they're stepping in a place where you can throw that ability and get it over to them in time while they're still standing there. And each ability has its own abilities in it. Maybe this one anchors you in place while the ability's going off. Maybe this one poisons the enemy. Maybe this does that. Maybe this does that. It looks so intense and crazy. Like I said, you have to watch a trailer for it. you got to watch some gameplay. It's so wild and crazy that it almost turns me off. But every time I watch it, you hit that like soft focus. And it's like, I can see everything that's going on on that side. So i got to get to that square. 
And when you see that high-level gameplay of them moving in that square, throwing this out, a whole other wave of abilities coming in, throw another bit. It looks so insane and crazy and fun and ridiculous. The graphics look great. They're the big kind of chunky pixels. It reminds me a lot of Star Renegades, that big chunky pixel style. And then the music is bumping. Oh, I was so happy when I saw this that I moved away from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Definitive Edition to check this out first, and I was glad that I did. It's a small game. It's on the cheap. If you get Game Pass, it's free for you to download right now. Download it. Play it. Love it. One Step from Eden. I can't wait to play it sometime tomorrow or over the weekend. I'm going to sink all my teeth into it, and it's going to kick my butt so hard. But each run, I'm going to get better because each run you level up just like every good rogue light. After a run and you die, you get experience, you get new levels, you get new abilities, new stats. And, oh, ah, I can't wait. I'm going to pull all the strings of this game too. And of course, speaking of can't wait, Matt, I mean, we can't wait to get back into this game called the pre-sequel. Borderlands pre-sequel. It's a game we've said we're going to get back into. And there ain't no better time than this week because we got some keys, some beautiful rewards ready for us to pick up and start this afresh and or just start where we left off with the secondary characters whom we were playing so many years ago. So many years ago, Matt, right? Come on, Matt. You tell me. You tell me what we got. I keep praying that you're going to go longer and longer because the longer you go, the better chance it is for me to actually spark in my brain what that secondary character's name was. I was thinking Walter, and then some Winifred came in. I'm like, it's somewhere between Walter and Winifred. <laughs> what something. What's his name? I don't know. But we got shift codes for Golden Keys and Borderlands, the pre-sequel. So you could get in there, get some free loot in a fantastic game, and find out what the hell his name was. Why is it? Why? I've turned into you now. You turned into your wife, and I've turned into you. It's mm-hmm. great. It's fantastic and wonderful that's the way the world works you know we all just uh life imitates something or whatever the words or sayings go (laughs) i don't know i'm not no you gotta stop you gotta stop doing that because it's gonna affect me and then now now i'm not gonna know that life (laughs) imitates art or anything yeah exactly you won't know anything we'll both be lost in the sauce just float, float down this whole thing, wondering what the hell is even happening. It's going to be great. I know one thing that did happen over the weekend. Gearbox had their extra life stream. They said they were going to go for six hours, I thought, and then they went longer even than that. They did go longer, yep. They were playing Borderlands 2, Borderlands 3. They were playing some Tribes, Tribes of, Midgard. of Midgard. They played, oh, there was something else they played that was unexpected. Oh, they played some uh, Half-Life uh, Opposing Force, because mm. Gearbox originally worked on that. I'm not going to get negative yet. I'm going to get negative at the end. They raised $7,352 for Extra Life for the kids, which is amazing. I'll give them some applause for that. Great job. Which was awesome because they smashed their goal. They only intended to raise 5000 and they got 7352 So that's a win-win for sure. But you know what's a lose-lose? Oh. Is they didn't play any Battleborn. I know you can do it. We called you out. We called you out, Gearbox, on the last episode. And you didn't do you. it. You didn't do it. I wondered why my tweet didn't get any traction. They didn't like it. They didn't retweet mm-hmm. it. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like comment. Nothing. nothing. They went, ah, it's just, nope. just shut up, Matt. Shut up, they said. They sent me a cease and desist letter in the mail. Just let, I opened let it, it up today. Remember that NDA you signed? We need to just shut up now, Matt. Okay. Well, I don't we think we can talk shut about up. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they did do that. It was a blast. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad that they raised a whole bunch of you know money for the kids. That's always a plus. Very, very much appreciated. The applause, like you said. Hurrah. 
Hooray! A thank you, Gearbox, and everybody participating in that streamers that were working real hard on Gearbox's behalf. You guys and gals are fantastic. Keep it up, because you're the bestest, and it's so awesome. And of course, I got something awesome I didn't expect, man. Yeah, true. I was sitting there just hanging out at work, doing nothing, you know, whatever work has me doing. I think you mean you were working real hard at work, and then your phone lit I up was. and was, oh, Yes. Oh, I don't know if I have time for this, but let, let me let me let me look at this on my lunch hour because I wouldn't take work time to to do that. Ha ha. That's exactly right. And so at my lunch hour, I went, "What is going on? Why is Gearbox and all these devs popping off at the old Twitters?" Guess what? They just launched Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one shot. So they took Assault and Dragon Keep. Boop, compacted it into one special game all by itself. So you pop straight in with your favorite Axton gauge, all the characters, you know. And you go from then, the beginning to the end of this particular DLC. And then I went, okay, because all they advertised at first, mind you, was that's free on Epic. I went, oh, it's PC only, okay. So I went over to Epic. I grabbed it up. I'm like, yeah, I, I got to check this out. I mean, this is cool, right? I mean... But then again, haven't I played this already? I don't know. Maybe we'll get to it. We'll see. We'll see. Told Matt, Matt, it looks like it's only PC. Nope, wrong. Hey, everybody. On Epic, it's free till November 16th, but you can also go grab it on all your you know, PS4, PS5, Xbox S, Xbox X, Series X, X Xbox, blah, blah. What You know, the five, 14 different nomenclatures for the Xbox titles. You can go get it on those. All right? It's there. And then... To top it off, Matt, I went, well, we've already played this, so we don't have to do it again. But then streamers, etc., were going, well, that's really cool that you changed a little bit of this and a little bit of that, changed the loot pools for this and that for, you know, OG fans, for for the hardcore. I went, oh, damn it. Now that you've changed a little bit of this and a little bit of that, I feel like I should probably go ahead and play this now and get through it. And it's not that long of an experience. You know, it's probably six to nine hours. It's not that bad. It's And it's like the best DLC ever, period. Yeah, so yeah. it's a win-win. So I'm not sad about it. It's just that I have it free on on the computer. So I, now I don't want to purchase it for the PlayStation 5 where I actually want to play it. Yeah. Because I already have it for free. So me and you now have to curmudgeon our way through the PC experience instead of just going and playing it on where we you know where we want to and paying the was it nine ninety nine fifteen fourteen ninety nine I don't know the price you guys I forgot it it's 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 cheap and it's affordable but still the fact that I got it for free makes it like yeah I don't know okay two things I got first thing I do love how when you were thinking of the characters you said Axton and Gage and whoever else because you named the two the only two that matter because Death Trap and turrets. So bravo to you, good sir. That didn't go unappreciated. <laughs> but then two, yes, we should reiterate. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep is fantastic. We love it. We love it every single time we have ever played through it. Mm-hmm. So any sadness that you hear in Eric's voice or in my voice, it's because we got it for free on the PC, and I don't like the PC game, and I don't like shooting on a PC, and Eric doesn't much like doing his PC game and stuff either. So that's the only sad bit. This is great, and we love it, and it's cool, and it's awesome that they changed it up, and it's available as a one-shot, so we don't we don't even have to dig out that old Borderlands 2 handsome collection disc and put it in and reinstall all that stuff. We could just download it, and you can just download it to your PC for free on the Epic Game Store right now. It's wonderful. It's great. What a cool thing. It sure is. And of course, speaking of cool things, 
something happened that I didn't ever expect to happen, and it changed the way the world might work for me. Now, if you didn't know, I'm part of this camping thing, all right? And this camp thing has these sites, Matt. Now, I've got some sites that are... son of a bitch, Eric. You <laughs> son of a bitch. ...that are available at about an hour and a half to two hours away from this thing... So I might get to actually experience the fact that Nirvana, the restaurant, and the whole hangout thing, the thing that me and Matt have talked about doing a million years all the time, down in Texas, which is almost impossible because there's no reason to ever go down there except to go visit our hombres at Gearbox, but I can never convince my wife that it should be the way it is, so it was never going to happen. But then they said... Hey, we're bringing a Nirvana to Rochester, New York, coming up soon. And I went, New Rochester, New York? Wait a minute. I've got some campgrounds that are available to me free of charge up in New York. Oh, it's like an hour and 47-minute drive. I might get to actually experience a Nirvana up in Rochester, New York. <laughs> yes! Yes! The world is changing, and I will get to see the greatness that is Nirvana and have a great time. You know, I was going to get all fired up when you talked about this and say, how could they not open it in Lansing, Michigan, home of the two greatest Gearbox fans in the <laughs> entire world? Right. And now, you've killed me, Eric. You've mm-hmm. killed me for the rest of the show. I don't care about anything else we're going to talk about, because, of course, you get to go see it, and I get to sit home. You go, well, man, this is so neat. I can't wait to talk about it on the show. Screw you, Eric, and your fancy-ass campgrounds. I hate you, I and I, I'm, I'm doubly I pissed off about it now, because they put it in a place that only you could go. Screw you, I can't wait to take pictures while I'm in there. Just me and all these cool drinks and martinis and food and just playing video games at my table, man. Oh, man, it's going to be the best. And then I'll send them to you. Like, I'll just keep sending them to you that entire night. Just one after another, all the way through the night. I'll stay up all night. And every 30 minutes, just, here's another picture. Here's another picture. Here's another picture. It's going to be great. See, I was going to say, hey, you should take me with you. But going to a campground involves like you wife and kids it. and too much yeah, stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't do it. So I, I didn't even, even think about it because you would say no. Here's what we do: is you go with the wife and kids, and you take a you know an hour drive away, and you get calls the whole way going there saying, "Hey, when are you coming back? Are you done over there yet?" Well, I fly first class to Rochester, and I meet you there. That's how mm-hmm. we do it. That's how we do this. Or you come to the campground as a guest, Matt, and you have your own cabin. And you just stay in the cabin, do what you want to do, and then me and you, of course, for a day, take off to Nirvana in Rochester, have a great time, come back to the cabins. I, of course, go to my cabin with the wife and kids. You go to your own cabin that's by yourself, and there you go. You did it. Now you can go to the Adirondack Mountains. The next day, you can go to New York City. You know, you can do whatever you want. It's a whole big trip. But one day, me and you hook up, and we go to Rochester. Beautiful. So here's what you got to do, Eric. I know you tried to do this before the show. You tried to find out that opening date or when they're thinking about opening. Mm-hmm. That's when we go because we see Randy Pitchford. Yeah, we'll see Chris. He cuts Pitchford, to the Randy. ribbon mm-hmm. and we run through and we high five him and he goes, Ah, who are you people? And I'll go, Ha ha, your favorite buddy. And we sneak a selfie and yep. we grab his hand and he signs our poster here. We make him sign it so it's in our handwriting, but like a weird, awkward hand mm-hmm. that doesn't want to hold a pen. That's how we do it. That's what we need to do. You're absolutely right. Because that'd be the only opportunity. Because obviously they don't live up in New York. So they're probably going to be there for a very short time. And that'd be it. That's how we get Randy Pitchford. That's how we get him to notice us. And we get the inbox and everything goes well. And we get him to put that podcast studio up there. So on opening night, third mm. shift, opening night, Nerdvana In Rochester. Spirits. 
in Rochester, New York. We're taking we're taking a show on the road, baby. Yeah. You know how crazy that'd be for that episode. Sit up on the second deck of the Nirvana Studios, recording the show, having a good time. Oh, eating food, having it brought in. Oh, okay. Now I'm I'm back alive again for the rest of the show, which is a good thing because not only is that coming, not only is Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep Wonderlands one shot coming or out right now. We also got more Borderlands things coming in the future. A new Borderlands tabletop game has been announced. Mr. Torg's Arena of Badassery coming sometime soon to Kickstarter. And our buddy, Jim Ferranda, found some pictures. I think, well, the company retweeted them and then he retweeted them, which is why I saw them, of the the minis, the little miniatures for this Borderlands tabletop game, all painted up. There were a couple of Kriegs or a couple of regular Psychos all painted up, all super awesome style. And I went, man... What I wouldn't give this area over here that might someday contain a high-res monitor, what I wouldn't give to have it all set up here. A whole army of painted-up minis looking all badass, you know, posing them like army men in the cool little scenes. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about it. I signed up for them to tell me more about it when they have more about it to tell. I can't wait to see it on Kickstarter and back it and buy it. And they'd be like, hey, James, you want to play this? And he'll go, yeah, in four years we'll play that. And then... In four years, we'll play it, and I'll go, this is great and cool. Mm-mm. I do agree with that. I, I, I sometimes drift into that world where I, I think this would, this would be cool. This is something I should get to go do. But I'm never going to get into it. Let's be realistic. I'm just not. I can't. I got too many other things, Matt. But I'm excited for you. I'm excited that maybe someday you will get into it. And, of course, for me, I'm excited about a challenge being issued. Because I know me and you, number one fans, Borderlands 3, Hell, we got a show. And we carried the last two challenges. We did. And we did 90% of that third challenge, which mm-hmm. still is ongoing. It will still run until it's completed. We've taken you this far. It's time for you, the community, to carry us across the finish line. We're like the rabbit. We went, Bzzz! and now we're we're burned out. We're tired. So we're going to hop on the turtle's back and go, hey. Carry us. We're friends now. I've learned my lesson in this moral. We can cross at the same time. You know, like that viral video of the girl who got injured and then the mm-hmm. other girl picks her up. Yeah, picks That's her up. Us. This is what America does in the Olympics, wherever that was. I remember that, yeah. That's us for the third community challenge. But the fourth one is here. 200 million kills in Mayhem 10. Mayhem 10. Not Mayhem 11, so don't be, don't be too Johnny Badass. Right. But come on back to 10 with us, and we'll be killing stuff and getting another cool head for all of your beautiful Vault Hunters. What a fantastic time. What a fantastic deal. And I do like how they kind of brought in a challenging one because you have to go on those takedowns. But then this one's just like, no, just go play Mayhem 10 mm-hmm. and kill baddies. Just go kill, kill, kill. One of my favorite things, murder, death, kill. Do it, and you're going to get some more heads. So it's a, it's a win-win. Go do the challenging one, but it also helps you as long as you're doing Mayhem 10 towards this next one with Maurice. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I will participate. I will give I will give my time and we will have a great time. I tried so hard. I can't rise above it. I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. We're getting copyright flagged anyway. But what a great thing, just like we said. Hey. It is. And of course, last but not least, but I think we might save it another week because we've already gone an entire hour. And this is killing me. Is we were gonna talk about Elden Ring. All right, everybody. Last week we were supposed to talk about Elden Ring because they released that cool like 25, 30 minute, whatever it was, whole shtick about Elden Ring. Hey, hey, what's 2022's game of the year? Ah, oh, Elden Ring, you ever heard that? 
Huh? It was game of the year before it was even oh, announced. Yeah. When when yeah. Jeff Keighley said Elden Ring's coming, mm. and they showed like a five second shot of like a, a knight's boot or something, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't even remember. I shouted, I ripped off all my clothes, and I went, Game of the Year. Game I the wrote year. it. I wrote it on my chest like a football fan. Mm-hmm. Game of the Year 20 question mark question something. mark. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently it's gonna be 2022. And then on top of that, we didn't cover it last week when that came out. Because we were, you know, we we're like, oh, we went too long. Then I said, well, this week's for sure. It'll be great. And then we went too long. <laughs> and we got that. And then we got this where all the streamers and people who matter, not us, got to play the game for like eight hours or whatever. And then put it into like a 30-minute clip. But they got to play for like eight hours total or some crap like that. So then that got released from all the different big hoo-hahs, the people who matter. So you can go watch all sorts of cool gameplay. And I said, this is perfect. We'll talk about this week. Because now you got that 30-minute clip from any of your favorite streamers or all of them, whatever you want to do. Plus that. But we've ran too long. But guess what? Here's the, here's the plus side of this. Is this coming weekend, oh my God. another one goes out to even more people with more gameplay and more reveals. Jesus. So there's even more content next week. So it'll turn into just this huge Elden Ring thing. We'll just we'll go on and on and on and on about every aspect of Elden Ring you could possibly think of from two people who have played different <laughs> games from From Software and just cannot get into and beat. But maybe this one's gonna be the you know the different one. Maybe this is gonna be where it finally happens. So what you're telling me, Eric, <laughs> is that next week. It's going to be on Tuesday or Wednesday. It'll be just enough time for us to get it done. The Game Awards nominations will come Oh, out. my God! We'll have to go through all of those no, and get our predictions and be no. like, oh, but also, we had Elden Ring on there, and we're going to talk about three different... Uh, well, next it's okay, though, because next week at the Game Awards is when they're going to show off more stuff, and then we'll have to go through the Game Awards. And then we'll have Awards to go through that. <laughs> it's a build-up, folks. All right, it's a stick. It's something that happens. Be excited. So, so, so when it finally releases, it's when we'll finally talk about it. We'll, we'll say, "Hey, that game we've been teasing you with for a year. Now we can talk about it. Hey, it looks pretty cool. It's released out. Go, go get it right now. It's, it's fun." Hey, I'm not the judge here. All right, I just. You know, I play and I do what I'm supposed to do, and I just know we've run too long. So look forward to next week, folks, where we may or may not talk about it. And then the next week, you're, we'll get there someday, Matt. Don't you worry. All right? But what you can do is you guys can pregame us out there. Let us know what your opinions are so we can know what our opinions should match up to when we finally ever do talk about it. So send that to us. <laughs> Along with any questions, comments, concerns, if you just want to say hi, send it to us via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook or Meta. I'm saying it. If there are commercials that say meta.com. You can't stop me. Find us on Meta under Third Shift. You can find us over there, and I can't wait to have my avatar in Meta, where I can just hang out with all of you in person. It's going to be the best time. I'll never come back to real life. We'll just be in Meta forever. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Because y'all didn't tell me what's wrong with these BFTs and meta and all this other stuff y'all been crazy about. So I don't know what's wrong with it. So I'm going to leap headfirst into all of it. And you will have to suffer the consequences of that. And while you're suffering those consequences, I urge you to go to Patreon and give us money because suffering equals money. All right? I don't know how that makes sense, but I'm just going to tell you that it makes sense. And you should give us money for your suffering because then it alleviates our suffering and makes you go further into suffering because you're lo- you're losing your money. I don't know. Just a no, suggestion. No, 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 no. 
No, what? see, Ours. they give us the money. We're uh-huh. pleased. We do more fun things. More fun. They're things. pulled out of suffering because they get to see the fun things and enjoy the fun things. See, come Man on, has I'm, it. I'm spin doctor. He made it right. He made it right. Go over there, throw a buck our way, because you will be alleviated from your suffering in the future of Meta and whatever BFTs things like NFTs. I don't know what they're called. You never told me, so I, I can't be held responsible. <laughs> you went like full evangelist there. I saw you. You'll be alleviated from suffering. You did the point, and if you had like the Bible in your hand, shaking it would have been same time, It would have been full on televangelist. Oh my god! But one thing you can do for us for free. It will alleviate your suffering, too, is listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube on the 18th of November. And like I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We do indeed, and we appreciate those five, 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 five star reviews. And with that, we're going full-on Southern Preacher. And I'm just going to say there's nothing else to say, but don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.